What's going on, folks? Uh, I know we're a week late. I uh, had some technical difficulties called, uh, you know, depression. That hits. It's okay. This, this is a safe space, y'all. Yins. Sorry, why did I say y'all? I, I don't know. I, I, got, I got some shit to work out, I guess. You've been hanging out with me too much. Oh, man. Oh, I must <laughs> that's, that's what we say down my ways. <laughs> oh, y'all, what's up? <laughs> but anyways guys welcome to yet another episode of the Murfanko experience <laughs> uh it, as usual it's me cody the tank Patenko, joined as always by the freshly shaven anthony murph dog murphy got that new job that'll look spiffy <laughs> so what's going on murph dog how you doing buddy i'm doing good man doing good it feels like it's been forever since we've been able to do this man i'm excited to get going Funny story about the the shaving and looking good for the new job. I talked to my dad today and, and, you know, it's a, it's a nicer job. So, you know, kind of have to dress up nice. It's one of the first jobs I had to where I don't have like a uniform or anything like that. I wear, I just kind of, you know, I have to dress myself. So I have to be an adult, which sucks. (laughs) (laughs) So my dad refused to believe that I was actually dressed nice. Seeing as like he said, the only thing he could remember was me as a kid wearing a Jersey and shorts in like 30 degree weather. So <laughs> I had to send him a picture of me actually dressed nice just to, so he would believe it. That kind of sounds like one of those uh controlling relationships where like the husband or wife has to like text a picture of where they're at. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta prove to your dad that you could dress spiffy now. Which That's... I mean, to be fair, if you pull up pictures of me as a kid, I, it's probably not a stretch to 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 <laughs> believe that I have no ability at all to dress myself properly. that's uh, hey man we we all have our quirks i guess man and your dad is definitely (laughs) one of them from the stories i've heard but uh it's all good in the hood as as the young kids say nowadays and we actually got a pretty jam-packed episode today folks we've been uh doing some research i know it seems weird us doing research what the hell we're baseball writers we don't do that we write for the pirates there's no research anyways we got it's it's yeah, it's it's always Nutting's fault. We we got yeah, Travis Swaggerty topics. We uh-huh. got some Rule Five topics. We got uh, yeah. who else? We got here. Oh, maybe some Rodolfo Castro. We might get into. I'm excited about that. And Same. we kind we kind of got to mention uh, a certain birthday that uh, I don't want to mention, but uh, <laughs> to the goat, to the Mr. goat, JT Brubaker, JT Brubaker. He needs to be sent to the bullpen. I mean, sorry, the arm barn. Sorry for your PC you. folks. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, look, I'm all for animal rights, man. But like disrespecting the bullpen like that, that's just disgraceful. I'm sorry. But Murph Dog, it, it is JT Brubaker's birthday. So I know he listens to the show. I, I hope anyways, because that'd be cool. That'd be but awesome. <laughs> what do you got to say to JT, man? I mean, I, I like the kid or guy. I don't think he's a kid anymore, but I don't know. He's a bullpen. That. He's a bullpen guy to me, but I know you think he's a starter. You can't disrespect the guy on, the bir- you can't disrespect the guy on his birthday. I mean, first <laughs> off, happy birthday to JT Brubaker. Uh, <laughs> just, just, you know. It's it's fun to watch him pitch. It's it's unfortunate how the season kind of turned out with everything like that. I get it. Long season, tired, you know, everything yeah. going on and all that. Really excited to see, you know, fresh arm, you know, a full off season and things back to kind of normal now to, to yeah. really see what we can actually bring to the table. Because, I mean, I guess I'm the I'm the the president of the JT Brubaker fan club, so <laughs> 
<laughs> you get to leave me out. I, I get to feel what it's like at your shoes for uh, a certain Blake Sable fan club. Exactly. That, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I was actually really happy that you sent me the DM about Travis Swaggerty and the slander that's been going on with him. And, and I know you're going to go on a, uh, let's keyword here, rant. <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> Um, I'm sure <laughs> and I know you have a rant in store keyword buzzword uh, about Travis Swaggerty mm-hmm. and the slander man so wh- why do you want to talk about T-Swags what's going on <clears throat> I, 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 maybe maybe I'm just higher on him than everyone else maybe I just see I mean I've never seen the, the kid play or anything like that so I don't I don't feel like I have any bias like feelings towards him for anything like that it's just i think yeah he has the first round label on there and and to some people won't look past that they'll just see first round pick and that we should have gotten more but if you look at the craps shoot that is the mlb draft like if you can get a solid contributor out of your first round pick like i'll take it it's a win and i feel like Whereas you can kind of question a lot of some of the prospects, what they'll bring to the table once they get to the majors. I feel like of everyone in the system, Swaggy may be one of the more safer of the thing, just because he's a defense first guy, yeah. like we're a defense athletic guy. So, okay, if, if he's not a starter, which would, would suck to not get a, a full-time starter out of your first round pick, I get it. That's fine um especially where like I think it was like Grayson uh, Rodriguez was like a pick or two behind him and we kind of see how he's turning out um but I feel like this guy he's like he's a safe lock at this point to be at at the very worst like a fourth outfielder in the majors and if I can get that safely I'll I'll take it I'll, I'll take that any any day of the week would you have liked a starter yeah but like I mean, we haven't seen that much of him. Who, who's to say that, that the bat isn't going to come? I mean, yeah. he was hitting the ball hard in Indy before he got hurt. <clears throat> so, yes, we would. I would love to be able to see more of him, but I think he's just one of the more safer prospects. And in the crapshoot that is baseball prospects, why not take a safer thing? Yeah, and I think a lot of people have some kind of bias or slander against Swaggerty. Uh, I could be totally off base, but he kind of has that Neil Huntington label on him. And a lot of fans feel about Neil Huntington the way they do. But if you look at, uh, you know, some of his draft picks, a lot of the guys that are in the top 10 or, you know, even top 20 are Neil Huntington guys. And mm-hmm. not to say Swaggerty's a top 20, 25 guy uh, in a pipeline, so to speak. He is safe. Yeah. I, I mean, he's definitely, if anything, an excellent defender. He, he can patrol the outfield fairly well. And with his injury, it was to his non-throwing arm, which is kind of a good thing um, just for – the defense aspect of it and, and you were and you are yeah. right I mean he, he was hitting the ball fairly hard in AAA the games that I've watched it I mean it's kind of hard to watch the AAA team this year man when you got guys like Nagowski yeah. and Gonzalez and they're throwing out these 
you know, 30-some-year-old guys who are well past their prime. I mean, shit, Bethancourt was, like, the MVP. And, like, I know Bethancourt slander is kind of hard for you. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. come, come on. It it was hard to watch. But, yeah, I don't know. I think Swaggerty is that bench guy you throw out there every other, I don't know, couple games, have him patrol, defensive replacement type thing. And if his back comes along, that's just gravy because there are guys in the system that have a fairly good chance at having a bat translate to the majors, at least some that we've seen that are closer to the majors. Um, Swaggerty may not be that guy, but like you said, fourth outfielder, not terrible. I mean, the draft in Major League Baseball is one of the most major risks you can take. It's not like the NFL or the NBA even. Uh, NHL, it's, it's a little different. You're, you're more of a hockey guy, I know. And uh, the NHL draft yeah. is also a crapshoot. Um, so, yeah, yeah I, I totally feel where you're coming from with Swaggerty. And I, I don't know. I, I try getting Swaggerty on the show, send him a DM. Hopefully he answers us so he can defend That'd himself. Awesome. So he can defend himself. <laughs> obviously he doesn't have to do any defending i'll take care of that for him <laughs> are you gonna hold a sign outside uh-huh. <laughs> Wait, guy I'll, where I'll are you at done. where are you at send us your addy <laughs> we're gonna stand outside with a sign um but yeah i i totally feel it and i think if swaggerty comes back fairly healthy 100 percent close to it on 22 if there isn't a lockout Maybe we see him in the majors sooner rather than later. I mean, there really isn't a whole lot of competition in the outfield um, for call-ups, man. I mean, I don't know. We'll we'll touch on it later, but you got guys like Cal Mitchell um, who could be part of the Rule 5 if someone picks him up. We might protect him. I don't know. Um, I mean, who who else is there for a chance anyways? I mean, major league things, there's there's not going to be – so, as like like you said, we'll talk, touch on a little bit more later, but when it comes to the outfielders that are getting ready to try to push themselves into the majors this year, I really don't feel like there's going to be that much pushing necessary based off the current construction of, of the roster. Obviously, uh, Ben Sharon can, can go out and make a, get a couple signings, trade for something, what, whatever. But the way that the roster is currently made up of or where the way we're heading, it's not going to take much for them to to find their way into the majors. And when it comes defensively, you know, Pirates had one of the best defensive teams last year in baseball. Swaggerty fits perfectly into that. So yeah. it, you can also get, you can move uh, Reynolds over to left field every now. I know some people don't like when I bring that up, you can move him over there a couple extra days during the week, save his legs. Yeah. Um, he has a strong enough arm to play right field. So he could be, you know, if the bat starts coming, keep Reynolds in center, have Swaggerty as your everyday right fielder for the time being. Yeah. Um, yeah. There, so, there's uh, a lot of ways you can go about this and I'm not opposed to moving Reynolds mm-hmm. and to left field. I mean, he played it his first year with the pirates, no problems there. Yeah. And if and you could play, he was going to start last season. Yeah. And if you could play center yeah. field, you can play pretty much any position in the outfield. No problem. Yeah. And I, I don't see an issue with that whatsoever. Um, I would like to mention, you mentioned, uh, you know, the Pirates were one of the top defensive teams in the league. And we most recently saw the Yankees trying to approach uh, possibly a Kevin Newman deal. 
um, who surprisingly he Dominguez or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, Clint, come on, Frazier. Dominguez or nothing. It's Frazier, man. The Yankee fans oh, are. Oh. It's Frazier. now now for for the Yankee fans out there. Now is the time more than any to bring up Clint Frazier, <laughs> and like I will hang up the phone all day whenever you try to bring up Reynolds and Frazier. <laughs> but if you're going to bring up Clint Frazier at any point, not saying I want him. This, is the, this is the kind of trade that you would add Clint Frazier into. <laughs> this is the trade you add him into. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, shit, man. I, I can't possibly think of trade with the Yankees that would include Kevin Newman that the Yankees wouldn't try to throw Clint Frazier in. They're trying to unload Frazier, man. We we all know this. We just talked about the Pirates' current outfield construction. Like, I'm not a big fan of Frazier, but exactly. but like we have way too many middle in- infielders and not enough outfielders. So if there's a trade to be had for that we can get us an outfielder, it's something that that the Pirates have to look at. Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> that's all I gotta say about that. <laughs> Like Forrest Gump said, that's all I got to say about that. Um, but I would I would like to transition a little more into R5 stuff, some Rule 5 stuff. Um, it's coming up real soon. And there's a lot of articles yeah. coming out now about who to protect, who to not protect, who to risk. Um, I'm curious on where your opinion falls with that, man. Like, who are locks to be protected? Locks. I mean, locks. I would imagine Swagger would be would be one, obviously, yeah. just because you know former first round pick and the defensive factor and stuff like that. You know, yeah. it, it wouldn't. Be, it's not hard to hide a guy who's that good defensively in the outfield for a year, and by the end of the year, he's a guy that was knocking on the major league door, regardless, more than likely, anyways, yeah. going into the season. So. So I, I would think that he would be a lock. I mean, we never know. Um, Smith and Jigba, I would imagine, with the way his fall, has, the AFL has gone for him, especially yeah. as of late, I, I would definitely um, say him. Um, the pitchers, I feel like, are a lot murkier looking through it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's like – I wrote that article about the, the, you know, Tanaj Thomas and like comparing him to other pitchers last season who got selected in the role five. And I just have a hard time seeing a guy with uh, who can dial it up to a hundred miles an hour, regardless of his stuff. I mean, if, if Luis Oviedo was able to get selected, I don't see a scenario in which Tanaj Thomas doesn't. Right. So right. I, I'm le- I would lean more towards that. That would probably mean sacrificing someone like uh, Yeri De Los Santos or something like that. Um, if you look at it, you know, from a bigger picture, you just kind of have to look at like when you add someone like Thomas, like who are you sacrificing who's, in yeah, that? Who's on the chart? Yeah, who, who, who's going to take the hit? Yeah. And I, I feel like his upside, even as a reliever down the road, you know, you add him now, you, you have the two, you could send him down two years and, or, you know, a couple years uh, with the options, you know, if it doesn't work out for the first couple of years, you can always just slide him into the bullpen to where that fastball plays even more. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I don't know. The pitcher thing's a lot, like, um, 
was it Eddie Yin is is I get I think I think the one probably that that'd be worth talking about is uh, Cody Bolton. Yeah, I was going to bring him because up. he yeah that's that's a completely interesting situation and all that. So I mean, missed last year, most of that's, last year. That's why I'm willing to risk it if mm-hmm. I'm if I'm the Pirates because I he's kind of damaged goods at, to teams. You know, he had major surgery, was out the entire mm-hmm. year. Do you really want to put him on a major league roster? I, I get you can hide him like the Pirates did with Oviedo. I get it, but I, I don't know. I, I think he's definitely worth the risk. Uh, if you're if you're yeah. from the pirate standpoint, um, yeah. I feel like he's the guy that you can maybe put as the the you know upfront sacrifices. Like, okay, well we're going to protect Thomas because we love his upside. So go ahead and draft Bolton. I mean, it's it's not a given that that they stick with the entire year. What was it like three or four players in last year's World Five return before uh, spring training even ended? So, I mean, it's not even a given they stick with the team, but like, okay, we're, I mean, we were, they, Pirates really seem like they're really high on Bolton going into last year. Yeah. So maybe they do, they're still high on them and they're ready and they're willing to do it. Um, But he, he's a guy that if he doesn't seem like he's a hundred percent healthy going into spring that he could just get shipped back to Pittsburgh. Yeah. So, and you know, we saw that with uh, Jose Soriano, the Pirates had to ship him back. The Angels wanted them. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, why wouldn't they do it? Um, one guy that I really think is a lock, and I talked to Nola about this uh, recently. Mm-hmm. I, th- I, I've been swaying back and forth. I think Cal Mitchell needs to be protected. I definitely do. His arm is kind of like a limp noodle out there. I get it. DH is coming. You could have his bat. Uh, it's not extremely consistent, but if you have him consistently hit and just focus on the bat, I think it might be worth it. And and we discussed earlier how, you know, Cal Mitchell could potentially have sort of a breakout-ish season. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I I think you have to protect Cal. I mean, where do you sit with that? Because I keep swaying. I'm, I'm a big Cal guy as well. Um, I love his bat. That's that, that's tough. I mean, DA coming an extra player that way with it. He doesn't have to go out in the field as much because that's something you probably wouldn't like to do. Um, it's, it's just some someone, I feel like someone's going to get the chopping block and you kind of have to look at it from a thing and just put it in order of who who you're willing to lose the most and if you're if you feel very confident in Swaggerty and and Smith and Jigba you may have to may have to put Cal Mitchell in that position to where he can be taken yeah because I mean unless unless you're unless you're really okay with going full on youth moment movement in the outfield in 2022 and have one or two of these guys, maybe even start the season with with breaking camp with them. Um, Cause that's going to be a lot of 40 man roster spots that are taken up by, by outfielders with little to no experience in the majors. Yeah. What what is it at 37, 37 right now? I think it was at 37 as of, Yeah. yeah. According to the Pirates' week last last night, I think it was that 
yeah. they finally updated us some, for something that happened in October, apparently. That was, yeah, that was there was crazy. There, there was a whole situation. <laughs> I think it was like October 15th. They released, uh, what was it? it was Philip Evans? 5th. Oh, 5th. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, October 5th. Yeah. <laughs> Holy and then shit. They, they, didn't tweet, they didn't tweet about it or give an official thing about it until yesterday. Yeah. So yeah. Some, someone from the uh, media relations thing took a very long vacation, it looks like, and I, came back with a lot of paperwork. Either that or they <laughs> hit it like Lemieux did with the sale. I mean, holy shit. Man. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know why you would hide something like that. It's, it's not like groundbreaking stuff. I mean, no. what, Philip Evans was the yeah. highest yeah. name? Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you can see them being released coming, then, like, yeah, that, there, yeah. there's another question that needs to be asked. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I think one name that. It, we didn't mention at all Pigaro. Yeah, that that one I've been torn on a lot about. Me too. But as as it's gone along the thing, and the more more I've thought about it, the more I've talked to other people about it. I, I as much as you probably say that he's at least what two years out, at least. Yeah. yeah. I I can't I can't risk losing a near top one hundred prospect for for nothing someone who can probably by the end of next year if he's thrust in that situation he he can hit i mean he can go out and steal some bases and and you know you could put him in the right situation see he's only played shortstop i believe but i'm he can you know take some reps elsewhere to add a little bit of versatility to make himself a little more useful to whichever team takes him so in in an ideal scenario now now we can we can hide him another year, but I I think he's one of the guys that's really set for some sort of breakout year this year coming up. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not taking that chance. Like I, I, I can I can I can leave. There's plenty of names on, on this list right here that I'm more than okay with letting go just to make sure that I'm not going to lose a player like Baguera. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I can definitely risk a guy like Gutierrez because no one's going to take a catcher in low A. Nobody's going to take that. No, not at all. Um, No, I don't think anyone's going to take Flores, man. I I really don't. I love the kid. You know, I do. No, no, that's your boy. It's so hard for me to say, leave him unprotected. And, you know, with him sending me the DM like two months ago, he's ramping yeah. it up close to a hundred now. Uh, you know, I talked That's to Minshaw. He's, he's, he said he was due for a velo spike and I don't know. He got tore the hell up in Greensboro. He did. I yeah. think if you move yeah. him to the pen, he's a lot better. A oh, lot definitely. better. Oh, definitely. He's yeah. a guy that flies through the system, moving him to the bullpen. Yeah. He I, flies there. If he starts, yeah. let's say he starts in double A next year. Oh, he, he, he comes, if there, if he's in the bullpen in double A next year, I, I can see a scenario if uh, enough injuries happen that he could get that kind of call. He could get the call. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, I mean, that's his stuff is that, is that good? You, Especially you with at, the velocity spike. You look at the situation he was in though, in Greensboro, man. I mean, first time facing more advanced hitters understandable first time in a stadium well i guess field stadium what is this football where it's it's home run heaven it's home run goddamn heaven 
I think just because of where he finished the year, shaky, where he's at in low high A, I don't think a team takes a risk on him at all. So he goes unprotected for me, which is hard to say. God damn, man. I I can't believe I'm saying that because the whole year I kept saying we got to protect him. And now I'm like, it's, it's, it's close, but he's like, I'd rather have Thomas's upside. Yeah. I'd rather have how close De Los Santos is to the majors. My, my one, one I even argue with the lack of lefties. Uh My, my one thing with Thomas that I might be able to argue with it's not that far out to where he was a shortstop, man. Recently. No, yeah, absolutely. So I I don't know. I don't don't know if a team would take a risk on that. I don't, this is like, with with that arm, I think, I think, I think his fastball is that highly touted around the league that, yeah, I I would rather. Yeah. I'd rather be safe and, and protect him. I mean, he, he could be it, it could be one of those things like we said you leave him unprotected he goes into spring training and he can't he doesn't hit the catcher's glove a single time and they just send him back yeah i mean like we've we we saw some not so pretty outings at times in greensboro with that so yeah i guess that wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility but that fastball i think is too enticing not to give it a shot. Okay. I, I know this would never happen, but just imagine Ben Charrington calling up to Naj. He's like, yo, I'm going to leave you unprotected. If you get picked, just start throwing wild balls constantly so I can get you back. <laughs> just imagine Ben calling him up on the phone. You're like, yo, look. I mean, to start throwing some stupid shit, come back. <laughs> You're I mean, in double that's, that's- <laughs> That's no, that's no different than the phantom DL or injured list stints that uh right. that rule five guys have during the season. That is right. no different. Right. I mean, shit. How long was Oviedo on, man? What do you get a hangnail? Just long enough. Just long enough to keep him. And I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited about Oviedo. I mean, he. Th- there's no video, but Oviedo is my goddamn lock screen. Like. I'm excited about the kid. I, I definitely think they misused him. It was a hundred loss team, regardless. Throw him out there, see what yeah, he does. Just let him pitch. Yeah. yeah, who just cares if he gives up ten bombs? His highest level was a ball. Of course, he's gonna give up yeah. bombs. Shit, yeah. it's the best learning experience a kid can get. And and you got exactly. guys saying like. Well, you know, it ruins his confidence. Not really. He's pitching the Matrix. Like, there's there's someone there telling him, like, hey, man, we're throwing you out here because we believe in you that much and we want you to get the experience. Yeah. Okay. You're, right. And then, like, I, I'm, I'm also saying, like, hey, you're going to get beat up pretty badly, but we're putting you in a position to get beat up like that because we think a year or two down the road, you're going to be able, be able to help us win it with some games. Yeah. And, and, and it's like, you- okay. We all know he's going to be in AAA now. Yeah. We all know that. And, and okay, this just popped into my head because that's how random I am. 
I just thought about Blake Cedarland. I haven't thought of his name in forever, and they're going to try him out as a starter. I'm really ex- like excited for yeah. He's he's stretching out as a starter, man. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, we need that. Yeah, they I'm, they they need they need that. And yeah, I, so I was I was just counting on him being on a being a, a reliever. If we can get him to even if worst case get him as a couple innings guy, beautiful. Yeah. That fastball, a couple innings every couple days, beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. I, I mean, look at the way major leagues moving now. It's all analytics. Have him go out there for three mm-hmm. innings. Why not? Yeah. Exactly. I don't care. Go ahead, you beautiful. Well, he doesn't have the mullet anymore. Neither does Bubba. I'm so That's pissed. Just... <laughs> yeah, that was a little disappointing seeing that. I know. I don't get to see the trailer park shit. I'm so sad. <laughs> That's like my Jerry Springer for the day. Exactly. So, I'm so mad now. But... We got some more topics to talk about. We've been talking too much about the Rule 5, and it's depressing because I got to talk about Flores being unprotected. It's okay. Sorry, I'll get through it. But, man, let's talk about some Rodolfo, some Castro, because he's not tearing it up completely where he's at now in winter ball. I think he's batting like a 160, a 170, something like that. But... He did kind he didn't tear it up in the majors, but he hit some bombs. And yeah. And it kind of gets you wondering, like, what kind of future is Castro really gonna have? Is he gonna be that utility bench piece that you know comes in the clutch? Is he gonna be an everyday starter? Where does he lie for you? Because I am torn between two opinions. So okay. After going into the season, you know, half mid mid to halfway through the season, by the time he made his debut and everything like that, I, I really believed that he was probably your stopgap in between. Like he he'll start until Nick Gonzalez is ready, and then I, obviously there's not going to be any stopping Nick Gonzalez when he's ready to take things over. Um, I don't necessarily think anything has changed outside of the Pirates getting Michael Chavez and depending how they, what they, what kind of role they envision for him because Chavez is, I don't want to say more versatile than, than him because like, you know, he's there to hit. He's not really there to play defense. Pirates but like he has gotten into the, yeah. <laughs> so he can play <laughs> You know, second base, a little bit of the outfield, first base, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, kind of like a Frazier, but less. Yeah, less or yeah, more, the hitting version of Frazier, yeah. um, <laughs> power hitting version of Frazier. So I, I feel like it comes down to a scenario and into where maybe those two compete for playing time. You know, you could always have Castro as the backup to Hayes at third base. Um, Chavez can be a backup to Moran or Shitsugo or whoever's the first baseman. And then they just split time at a, at second, depending, go with the hot bat and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't, I don't think, uh, Castro was ever going to be like a long-term solution the moment that they drafted Gonzalez. But I think he's a guy who you could still find a role for on the team just because of that bat, just because of the power. Yeah. So, no, yeah. I, 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 I I'm excited about Castro, just like every other fan. 
you know, he, he has the pop and chicks take the long ball, all that shit. But you also got to look at the bigger picture. His first, what, five hits were home runs or some, some crazy shit like that. Those other at-bats were not pretty. No, not they at were all. not pretty. And it seems like feast or famine with him. And yeah. so that would be I, the worrisome thing. I, I get that he's young, and Charrington even said on his show on Sunday when the season was going on that they didn't even plan on Castro getting called up. Injuries happen, yeah. other shit happen, and, you know, there he was. He was thrust he was into the only option. Yeah. So maybe it's just like nerves, age, thing like that. I I don't know. But I know the at bats that I did see, other than the home runs, they weren't all that pretty. He he was hacking and he looked like he was trying to hit the Allegheny every single time. Yeah. And that can be an issue when you get to the majors, even triple A. You can get away with that mm-hmm. shit in the lower levels because pitchers are inexperienced but you get a wily veteran a 10-year veteran even five-year they're gonna know what to do and it's up to castro to adjust and can he adjust and and i think we have the staffing in in the minor league system that can teach him how to adjust i'm confident with that um it's just is he gonna listen I hope yeah. he does because I love the hell no, out yeah, of him. Yeah, he's fun to watch. And like, you know, 100 lost team, you, you want things to cheer for. You want things to be excited about. Yeah. He, he oh. was very exciting when he was he, how, how hard was he going to hit this ball? Yeah. I, I'm, that was very exciting. O'Neill Cruz, on the other hand, he put together some pretty damn good at bats, even though he got out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the stare down i mean the kid looks ready yeah i mean that's the meme of the century yeah yeah he was all about business <laughs> yeah and it, it kind of i don't know makes you think the different uh levels of maturity or levels of readiness between castro mm-hmm. and cruz i mean the two are pretty incomparable like o'neill cruz is a freak he's a goddamn yeah. freak of nature and yeah. you know castro is your typical power hitter but I, I don't know. I'm I'm so torn with him, and I, 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 as of now, if I have to give you an opinion, I think he's a bat on the bench. He's a bench piece, and I'm okay mm-hmm. with that. If he can provide some decent pop in the season on the bench, I'm fine with that. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. But I'll you, but you mentioned stopgap for Nick Gonzalez, and Nick Gonzalez, along with other Pirates, are in the Arizona Fall League. And there's some bats, there's some pitchers that are putting together some decent seasons in the AFL. And AFL, wow, I got some arena football. That sounds, that sounds weird. It does, doesn't it? Like, what, that sounds just, weird saying that. Oh, it, that that's I love like, the arena football league back in the day. <laughs> it was cool. It was cool, man. When they brought in that team to D.C., and I, I, I was there the first game that they played there. It was, it was so awesome. I, I love I love arena football. Mm. I, I miss it. I really do miss it. 50 yards. The goalposts look crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, was, it, was, it was awesome. I love it. But <laughs> we got a team in Peoria. Mm-hmm. They're playing good. You have Rowanzi Contreras starting to heat up. Uh, recently we saw, what was it? Eight strikeouts he had 
uh, on Tuesday Four night. Days, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. whew, I mean, the the bats that he faced weren't slouches either, man. I, I mean, there's some really good prospects in this in, in the AFL this year. Some yeah. really good, and and think too, like Spencer Torkelson didn't even finish out the the fall. Like yeah. he 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 only played a couple of weeks before he got hurt. But like there there is some good there's some good competition down there this year. Yeah, like I know I know you know a lot of you know it's like hit or miss with it on who gets down there and stuff like that. You know, usually usually top some of the top top prospects head down there and stuff like that. But this year feels like it's really competitive with a lot of yeah. players down there. So. Yeah, I, I mean, what Kenneth Smith and, and Jigba hit a home run today, I'm pretty sure, on Wednesday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think Nola texted me, said it was his first RBI in the AFL or something like that. Yeah, yeah, he had no RBIs, no home runs. He had, like, six doubles, going, I believe. Yeah. But, like, he's he's batting, like, 333 by the end of the day and hit the OPS was near, near 1,000. Granted, I've said it plenty of times on Twitter, I really don't care what, what their stats are. In, in the fall yeah. league, um, especially on the pitcher side. Most of the guys that are pitching there, they, well, yeah, I think all of them except Bear Bellamy missed time to an injury. I don't yeah. think Bear did. Um, no, no, Bear didn't. So all, all I really wanted to see was them get innings, and that's what they did. Yeah, and and so. I think that's that's one underrated person because he was a replacement for Yahore because he was hurt. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I think Bear Bellamy turned it on towards the end of the year yes. with Greensboro. Yes. And I was he, really he, happy. He looked good. Yeah. He looked good at times. Yeah. He looked really good at times. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. It, it's like you said with the AFL, it doesn't really, stats aren't really the big thing. It's more about innings and at-bats. It's, it's extra shit. And for mm-hmm. all of the guys, like you said, except Bear, they miss time. So they have to make up. And it's a catch-up. And – most of, I mean, I, I hate to mention his name because of the past, but Jiwon Bay, he's tearing it up there too. And he's looking good, yeah, yeah. And and I read an article recently. It was the more good Bay gets, the more his past is going to get brought up. And it was like, I, that's yeah, that usually how how it how it goes. I, I had read too at one point that that was a lot of people felt that that is the reason why he gets held off a lot of prospect lists. Mm-hmm on there because of that i saw i read somewhere on fangraphs that some people were actually calling for him to be like a top 100 guy because of his speed and and his the contact he makes yeah but stuff like that kind of holds him back for it so and and i feel like such a shitty person for like being happy that he's doing good you know what i mean like he puts you in that position and it's like shit Mm -hmm. Man, like yeah. I, I want to tweet out, like, look at his swing. I love his swing because he has that traditional Asian style swing, and like, it's just beautiful to watch because like it Ichiro, is. Is. Ichiro started that whole wave, and it's like mm-hmm. all these prospects, all these Asian prospects coming in have that swing, and damn man, like, why you got to go do that? Like, I liked you, <laughs> like, yeah, you know, and his whole career started with controversy. What was it with the Braves? They yeah, what? Braves part of the like the circumventing the, the spending amount or something like that. Yeah, yeah, he was one of the prospects they signed to it, so he got thrown back in the pool, and that's how the Pirates got him. Yeah, did you get a chance to watch the uh, that all star game, the fall star game? I should say, I got to, I got to see uh, I saw I watched like the first inning or something like that, and then um, 
yeah, I, I, I didn't get a chance to watch the whole game. Neither did I, man. I was at work. I was so sad. I'm just sitting there right. doing address corrects, like, oh, hooray. And then Nola texted <laughs> me, so I was happy. He was telling me shit, yeah. so I, I was cool with it. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I don't know. I, 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 like, I like the concept. So- yeah, I, I do too. It, it, it gets some players that you really want to get a, a look at who maybe, you know, they they played in the league that maybe didn't have the kind of competition you're hoping to see. It pushes them a little bit harder. You can push some guys to see maybe you, you're not sure where you wanted to start them off next year. And you can kind of give them a little push against this kind of competition, see how they handle it, and maybe reevaluate it. But, like, as far as, like, long-term, you know, prospecting on it i wouldn't take too much in account for the numbers part of it now i i yeah i'm sure i'm sure it does help someone someone like bay uh bay could help his his standing within the organization stuff like that um that that might push them to give him like a full-time look in center field this year I, okay um, i wanted to mention that i you mentioned it in one of your articles um that mm-hmm. i read you called for bay being in center field and that is one of the smartest things the Pirates could do with him because that speed plays. That speed that plays position. in the outfield. That would be amazing for him to have yeah. to, to put out in center field and all that. And the best part about it is it's not like a Cole Tucker situation to where you kind of have to thrust him in and yeah. expect stuff out of it. Um, was it still, he's not like real five eligible till next year. So, and so you really don't have, and you know, there's plenty of guys that are close to major league ready in the outfield right now. Yeah. So there's really no pressure at all to put, you could throw him in Indianapolis in center field and just let him play the entire season there. Reevaluate what you got next year. If, yeah. I mean, enough injuries happen or if he just is playing out of this world, then yeah, you give him a shot in the majors, but there's zero rush to it. You can, ha- you can let him learn that position. And like I said, that, that speed definitely plays in center field right? yeah. and the power is starting to come a little bit too. So that, that, that can start happy. shifting as like an instead of like a bench guy as someone like an everyday player if the power keeps coming yeah i i think there's an underrated value to that playing a full season in triple a because you don't see it a whole Mm -hmm. lot you see guys now jump from double a to the majors there Mm -hmm. is an extra step yeah i i see it too because like you know triple a you know make the case it's for the guys who didn't quite make the roster guys are just kind of so maybe maybe I could see making the jump from double A to 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 the majors, but at this point where he spent the whole year in double A, there's no reason not to not to just move him to triple A. And like I said, there's no pressure to 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 move him anywhere other than that for the entire season. So that probably works out perfect for for him and the Pirates. Yeah, he gets a whole year in triple A, a whole whole year in a new position if that's the way that they decide to go. Yeah, and, and there's one guy that comes to mind when it comes when it comes to AAA experience. Are are you of the same thought of as me that Mason Martin needs to spend the entire year in AAA? I would love it if if he got an entire year because so like we said that AAA might not be necessary for everyone because the people playing there are castoffs and um, players not quite there. <coughs> Um, not quite there, uh, major league ready, or they just don't have space for them, but you know, not really high upside guys. I, I wouldn't mind Mason getting a chance to face those kind of players too. Yeah. guys with major league experience that can, 
pitch the way that major leaguers pitch that that maybe the minor leaguers haven't learned yet. I would yeah. I would love to see him get an entire year there. And if they bring back Sutsugo, then I, I I don't see how why they wouldn't be able to let him sit there the entire year. Yeah, I I would be happy about it. And I have to read Stump's uh, recent piece on Martin. I saw uh, that. Yeah. Yeah, I guess he's doing something new with his swing and approach. Uh, hopefully, it's mm-hmm. to cut down on the Ks because we—that's the one thing we talk about with Martin. It's the Ks. Yeah. The power's mm-hmm. there, obviously. The contact, not so much. So, can he fix it? I hope so. You know, I hope the. I hope so too. You know the new because we had him on the show, man. He's he's a yeah, great. I want to. I took. I, t- I, t- I told him on the show that I want to see him knock, knock a few into the river. Yeah. So, like, whatever he's got to do to get to the point to where he's knocking them in the river, like, get it done. Yeah. And if that's spending the whole year in AAA, kind of learning some from some of the lower-end major league pitchers uh, who have the experience, but not maybe not quite the talent, perfect. Oh, yeah. It's definitely perfect. I think we had a good show today, Murph Dog. It's a good show, man. I love this episode. We talked just you and I for the first time on that's this a, this new podcast. I'm I'm happy about that. And yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. we, we got some topics in that we definitely need to touch on because they're they're the hot button topics. Uh next mm-hmm. week we most likely have a pretty big guest, an idol of both. I'm excited of for that. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this guy is one of the main reasons why I got into what I got into. I mean, Same. reading his shit was, you know, like Christmas morning every time when he come out with something new. And Same. you know, I'm excited. Um, but this episode is great, guys. And as always, we appreciate you guys listening, uh, showing the love on Twitter and Facebook, even though Facebook's a dirty place. <laughs> yeah, I can't do I can't I, I I had to leave that Facebook page that I was on because the stuff that gets posted there. Man. Uh, yeah it's, it's that was bad. so frustrating it's bad dude but guys as always we love you and you know subscribe please uh wherever you listen to the podcast and you know leave a like a rate and show us some love uh for now we're gonna give you guys our socials so you can follow us so you can see what i'm tweeting at two in the morning um, because that's what I do. Uh, so to start off for me, uh, I'm strictly just using uh, the podcast Twitter now. Uh, my other Twitter account's kind of ass, I guess I should say. I don't know. I abandon it. But uh, it's <laughs> at Murfanko, uh, M-U-R-P-H-A-N-K-O. Uh, give us a follow. Uh, I'd appreciate it. Got, got a pretty decent following with it. And I don't know. I'm happy. Murph? Give your goddamn socials. As always, follow me on Twitter at double underscore Murphy88. I, I abandoned the, the one page that I did for the website many moons ago. So <laughs> don't, don't bother on that. Um, kind of taking it easy on the website right now, resting up for the season and all that, getting adjusted with the new job. But once once we get started in the thick of the offseason stuff, I got some fun stuff planned out. Yeah. I, I do too. Um, for all you listening who follow me on Pittsburgh baseball now, uh, around the horn will be out, uh, the day you're listening to this, which is tomorrow. Uh, I'm super stoked, you know, that depression thing hit and I lost some, some passion, but I'm back 
and you know i'm, I'm feeling good dealt with some personal things but i'm back and i'm feeling good uh me and murph talked about it off the air you know and we're feeling good guys and we're glad to be back and we're glad you're listening and supporting so as always guys we love you and uh yeah thanks for listening murph say goodbye to the people thanks for tuning in everyone man catch us on twitter yes 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 catch (laughs) us on twitter because that's where all the action be at baby unless you're talking down about my boy travis swaggity (laughs) then you can go on somewhere else (laughs) then then murph will get out the mute button yeah oh yeah i don't think i've ever had to use that yet i I haven't either anyone's i I don't even know i I felt like i pushed the buttons where i almost got blocked by somebody and i'm sure i've been blocked by someone before I just, I just don't know of anyone for sure, but I think I pushed someone's buttons where I got really close the other day. I gotta check. Now I gotta check who's blocked me. Thanks, Murph. Now I'm gonna go on like <laughs> three hours worth of searching. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what I'm gonna do now too. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. All right. I know it's an Irish goodbye and it takes forever, but we love you. Peace. <laughs>